Presented by Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Raghun Munavalan. It's Thursday. Same-sex marriage is on the cusp of passing the Senate, but landmines still remain. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. It would have been unthinkable just a few months ago, let alone a decade ago, but senators of both parties are growing optimistic they can overcome a filibuster and pass a bill enshrining same-sex and interracial marriage as soon as this month. On Wednesday, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer told reporters a same-sex marriage vote will happen on the Senate floor in the coming weeks. All 50 Democrats are ready to vote yes, while Senators Tammy Baldwin and Susan Collins are leading the effort to find the 10 Republicans needed. Two Senate aides close to the negotiations tell Playbook that Baldwin pulled Collins and Senators Tom Tillis and Kirsten Sinema into her office Wednesday to organize the final whip effort, reviewing whom they'd already spoken to and discussing whom else they might target. Those aides tell Playbook that a federal same-sex marriage law is within grasp for two big reasons. For one, the overturning of Roe v. Wade casts new doubt on the assumption that same-sex marriage is in fact settled law, something that Senator Rob Portman acknowledged in a Fox News interview with Brett Baer Wednesday evening. In my view, is the appropriate role of Congress to, to speak here and to be sure that, one, we are ensuring that people who are in relationships already uh, aren't at risk of losing the ability to move from state to state, which is really what this is about. Um, and then two, we, we've got to be sure that we're not keeping on the books legislation that says that states don't have to honor other states, which is currently the law uh, on the books. Now, the Supreme Court decision uh, came out counter to that. So all this legislation does is it says, let's just go with the status quo. The other big factor, the aide said, is Senator Baldwin. She's considered a low-key figure in the high-ego confines of the Senate, but she's received high praise from both Republicans and Democrats for staying focused on the policy and avoiding culture war politics. A GOP source close to the negotiations told Playbook, Senator Baldwin has been both persistent and patient. She's working well with the Republicans in leading this effort. The core group believes they can get this passed. However, there are a couple potential landmines. First, religious protections. Politico's Marianne Levine reports that some conservatives want an amendment to ensure that the bill wouldn't affect religious liberty or conscience protections. Collins and Baldwin are working on tweaks to be unveiled in the coming days. One aide called it a clarifying amendment that would make existing protections more explicit. Potential landmine number two, procedural snafus. When some Democrats floated the possibility of putting the bill into the government funding stopgap that must pass before a September 30th deadline, senators of both parties bristled including Baldwin, who is insisting on a standalone vote. The ride-along plan seems to have fizzled for now, but moving the bill on a separate track has its own pitfalls. Pitfalls like a ticking clock. There are only 14 more session days before senators leave D.C. to hit the campaign trail. And while Schumer and Senate aides are eager to seize on the present momentum and are signaling there will be a vote before then, there is little margin for error, especially with the appropriations deadline looming. Any ongoing fight over the bill text could spell delay and possibly doom. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 1.45 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will deliver remarks on COVID-19 vaccines. At 6.30, Biden will depart the White House to head to National Harbor, Maryland. 
There, he'll take part in a DNC reception and return back to the White House at 8.45. Here's what's on the Vice President's calendar. At 8.55 a.m., Vice President Kamala Harris will depart D.C. to head to Houston, Texas. There, she'll deliver remarks at the National Baptist Convention, 142nd Annual Session at 1 p.m. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 12.30. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. The House is out today. All right, for more news and what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavalin. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. When you're in school, you can't ignore deadlines. Actually, adults can't either. But that's what the FDA is doing with flavored e-cigarettes. And it's putting kids at risk. They've ignored deadline after deadline to protect kids from nicotine-loaded flavored e-cigarettes, defying Congress and courts. Letting tobacco companies hook more kids, threatening their brain development, attention, and learning. Kids can't ignore deadlines. Neither should the FDA. Join the campaign for tobacco-free kids in calling on the FDA to eliminate flavored e-cigarettes now.